good morning, good afternoon, good evening to any and everybody who's listening to this all across the world. I'm your host, Blank, and welcome to a new episode of the Solo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is currently 3.43 in the morning on October the 4th, 2021. We're almost there. 13 short days away from our one-year anniversary. It has been an absolute pleasure being on this journey with each and every single one of you. Uh, Today is one of those days that I truly have to pick up a mic and speak to you. And... It's been it's been a while since I've had to do that. I'm not gonna lie. The few couple podcasts that I made were ones that I made because I felt like it. I, I didn't need to. I just felt like I wanted to. This one is a need. This one is definitely a need. I've got a lot of my heart. I've got a lot of my mind. I I, I just you know a typical twenty year old uh, struggles. If you'd call them that, but I don't know. I've got a lot on my mind. The keyword for today is obsession. Absolute obsession. An obsession that I've had since I was 10 years old. Growing up, I've always wanted to be my own man. I never bothered with the small things, uh, such as going out of my way looking for a relationship. That that never in, intrigued me at all. It, it never piqued my interest whatsoever. Especially since I believe that if you want to bring in someone to your life, have them be an extension of yourself in some ways. You have to be completely secure in yourself. And that's not only physically, but also mentally. Also financially, I believe so. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm like uh, an NBA player type of thing where, you know, you go to college because you have to, so it's like a one and done. <laughs> that one and done mentality is something that I like to take even into relationships. I'm not the fan of going into a relationship just to be in a relationship and be with set person for a couple of years and cut it off or a couple of months and cut it off. And it's nonsensical and culturally it's something that's probably more prominent in the western world but that's not how i grew up and that's not how we do things so it is not common to me and it's unusual to me if i'm being honest so i never pursued those so i believe that you'd also have to be financially secure so the three pillars were mental physical and financial if those were complete then I felt comfortable in myself. I felt reassured that if I ever brought someone into my life, then I would be able to listen to their problems, be a shoulder for them to lean on, be of help in whatever they need in their life. Hell, it could be something as basic as moving the furniture here and there, and it could be something as helping pay for their mother's chemotherapy or something like that. And you get what I'm trying to say. You know, that's, that's how I saw things. And most importantly is the mental maturity. To mentally be there. Be mature enough to understand their wants and needs, their problems. These things are some things that I still to this day probably do not have. And I'm not ashamed to admit. So 
I'm only human and I've got a lot of growing to do hell even on and the worst one is probably on the financial side which currently probably isn't the biggest thing if I'm being honest but it is going to be for sure because let's face it if you can't be the breadwinner you don't bring a lot you need to be able to provide and I and I agree with that to be honest so anyways the reason I brought all those things up is that's a belief that I've had since I was a kid legit preteen well I've always believed that I'd never be in a relationship till I'm comfortable in my own body uncomfortable in my own mental health I actually could provide for the person that I'm with excuse me um I'm feeling hella gassy today <laughs> but yeah um obsession obsession my father told me be be your own boss because it isn't a lot of fun being bossed around and I don't know how young I was back then but I do remember I was probably 12 probably so I was really young and it, and it, and it always stuck with me always stuck with me be your own man be your own boss make something for yourself so ever since then I've I've always had this obsession you know this entrepreneurial spirit amen when God gives you the ability to do something you do it when I was a kid I didn't have the ability to do nothing I relied on mom and dad for everything and I still do I still do but I'm a lot smarter I'm a lot older and I'm a lot more capable so I'm sitting here turning 21 in less than two weeks and I'm, and I'm seeing myself think day in and day out about ways to better the world because let's face it in this day and age if it's about money right there's a thousand ways you can make a lot of money and a lot of them are nefarious so I'll be honest I'll be honest, I've, like, we can cover one just real quick. The amount of people in this day and age that fall so pathetically easily to cryptocurrency scammers, it's ridiculous. And I've guesstimated that you could probably make well over five figures, well over five figures, if you just did that. And now, of course, unethical, immoral pathetic illegal sure you're a hustler you're chasing money probably one of the easiest ways to do so so it's not about money and it's killing me and i don't know if you can hear it in my voice because i'm trying to i'm trying to calm it down you know but i'll have a class in about six hours or so it's currently 3.51 in the morning. I have a class at 10 in the morning. So, 6 hours. Right? 6 hours and 
a few. And I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I have a folder filled with startup ideas. Ways I could better the world. And I love all my ideas. I've attempted to work on a few. I failed on a few. I'm sitting here with my current idea. Right. And it's called Blind Spot. And usually I'm not a fan of speaking about my ideas because I put them out into the ether, you know? I put them out into the world. I put my name behind them. But I love having this podcast because it gives me the opportunity to speak my heart anonymously. And that's a privilege that I love to exercise in this world of absolute anonymity. You know, a lot of people don't exercise it. A lot of people like to put their face out there. And those that don't usually do it for the wrong reasons. So I'm actually glad that I'm not doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm only doing it because I just want to speak my mind. So you can focus on my voice, not on my face. You can focus on my message, not who's saying the message. But with me, speaking to you about blind spot, I put my name behind blind spot because you're not going to buy or partake in something whose creator, whose founder, whose originator is so ashamed of it that he wouldn't show their they 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 wouldn't show their face. No, it's the same idea. If you wanna uh, buy a token or a cryptocurrency uh, coin, one of the first things you should do is check if the team is visible to you. If its founders are easily you know searched and found online. So I do put my name and face behind my ideas that I work on my uh, my startups, but that's why I don't speak about them. But today I I felt the need to because I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. My stomach's feeling all types of ways. My body's hot. So what blind spot is? It's a dating slash social interaction application. That puts your character ahead of your looks. The slogan I use for it is substance over vanity. Right? The way it works is basically you have a profile. Just as you do on any other social media or uh, dating application. Excuse me. But instead of having a blown up picture of yourself. A picture by the way which 9 times out of 10 does not depict the person and how they actually look like. And which is one of the issues I have with dating applications in this day and age. So, it doesn't have a blown up picture. But it has six attributes of the person. Six character points, whatever. So, their age, um, education, job, favorite movie, favorite book favorite animal you could pick and choose what you decide to put there and a little description where they could speak about themselves to you and on top of all of that is their name and their age that is all you're shown in the beginning so that is the profile that you come across at first six points about them a small description their name and their age that's all it is up to you to decide whether you match with this person based on themselves, the way they describe themselves, 
their interests, their hobbies, their description. And you either press a tick or press an X. No swiping. Once you connect with this person, if you both uh, click tick on each other, right? You get matched up. You don't see this person's face. You don't know how they look like. So you start talking to them. You start actually building a proper connection with them. That's not based on, oh my God, this person is so gorgeous. I just want to, you know, I want to do whatever so I can get into their pants. Yada, yada. It's not, because that's not the point. The, the point of is to build an actual long-term relationship that could lead to something more fruitful than a one-night hookup type of thing. But here's the catch. I ran a survey. I ran a survey, which, by the way, would be available on the description of this uh, of this podcast. And I had 50 or so people respond to the application, or excuse me, to the survey. And half of them said they gladly used the application, and half of them, not so much. But a lot of the points that were being presented were points that showed me that people really appreciate pictures. Especially if you're going to date the person. Looks are important. No matter what people try to tell you, looks over personality, personality over looks, it's always going to be looks over personality. At least 90 over well over 95 percent i I believe so personally even those that tell you that it's personality of looks at least from my survey so from my anecdotal data as well in my day-to-day life looks are paramount super important but i wanted to stay true to the point of the application which is character over looks substance over vanity so after speaking with 50 or so people gathering data I decided to implement a feature where you get 50 messages between each other right so 25 25 let's say once you get a general idea of who the person is you are then prompted get a pop-up on your screen that asks you would you like to show yourself to said person And then you could choose yes or no. But that puts the power in your hand. And you could tell. I've spoken for this person for 50 messages or so. For like 5 minutes. Right? 5, 10 minutes maybe. I like this person. I have enough information to go off of from a short conversation to get a first impression on them. I would like to show this person how I look like. And then it can go from there. So at the end of the day, I had to implement a picture element. But I think I implemented it in a way that respects my original concept, my original reasoning as to why to pursue something like this. I hope it works. The likelihood is it won't. Would that stop me? No. But it's the obsession that kills me. I, I don't know how to translate it into words. But it feels like I'm suffocating while I'm breathing. 
it's a miserable feeling. And compound that with my procrastination when it comes to my university work. Because again, what drives me is my goals and ambitions. We've spent two out of the three years, because my degree is three years, we've, we've spent two out of the three years online where education has not been prioritized truly, not only by the students, but also by the lecturers. You cannot provide the same level. And this is a great study to show, to, uh, to, uh, to show it. The pandemic has clearly proven that you cannot provide the same level of education in a one-to-many style as you could do face-to-face. One-to-one, I believe it could work. One-to-few, let's say uh, half a dozen at most, so that being one-to-six, it may work then as well. Anything that gets closer to double digits from there on, it does not work. Imagine being one teacher with some shoddy internet trying to conduct a class of over 200 it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and this is perfect people were um, at least in the education online industry have always looked to digitize education move it from physical to digital but I think this pandemic has probably saved a lot of people a lot of money as to not pursue a one-to-many style of online education because it does not work. It's terrible. You cannot get through to the student as well as you could if you were standing right in front of them. Anyways, the reason I even brought up education is I've not been prioritizing it. I've been terrible at it and just thinking about it messed in my head makes me extremely anxious and you couple that with my obsessive nature towards making it which is what really uh, and I think I appreciate this aspect of myself a little bit more is because I, I realize I realize what I'm doing whenever it gets too tough you know when the going gets tough right I'm able to always sit back and realize that this is nothing but a moment, right? This is nothing but a moment, and this won't last forever. Whether you're up, and the sad thing is it also works the other way around, because when I feel extreme happiness, I also then bring myself down by saying, this is only a moment, it's not going to last forever. (laughs) But, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but I appreciate it at least in these moments because I'm feeling miserable (laughs) I'm feeling miserable 100% and it's because I'm trying to grow too fast I'm not taking the proper steps and I hope people listen to this people that are in the same position as I am which by the way as well I just like to put that out there disclaimer or as a uh uh cut in the segment i'm actually looking for a co-founder i'd absolutely love to have a co-founder who's around my age being 20 25 years old 
help if you're older shout me you know reach out i like my dilfs and milfs you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm kidding but yeah absolutely please if you're interested in the concept that i just brought up blind spot application that i'll be pursuing that i'm currently pursuing please make sure to reach out to me at podcast underscore solo so that's at podcast underscore solo on twitter so um i hope people take away something from my experiences and the way i feel today this obsession with success is unhealthy you know and it's not grounded in any reality because my ambitions are way too big but that's what dreams are made of and i've never appreciated people who dreamt of the most realistic scenario because that's not a dream that's a goal a dream should be unrealistic it should be insane uh, hell i got a dream of uh getting with ho yun chung uh which play uh sebok on squid games yeah let's talk about that I actually watch squid games i enjoyed it a lot and i am in an absolute down bad horrendous deep crush moment with her you know you think you outgrow those things but you don't surprisingly <laughs> but she's gorgeous so i'm not even mad at myself so it is what it is um but yeah dreams yeah so that's a dream right is it realistic come on <laughs> But it's a dream. It is supposed to be unrealistic. But when you chase when you chase your dreams so hard, it fucks with you. It fucks with you real bad. So you need to be able to channel that energy into something positive. So right now, I'd say this is positive. Uh, what do you think? You think it's positive? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's positive. I I'll also probably after this ends I won't go to sleep. Uh prayer time is going to be upon me by an hour or so. And I'm going to miss the prayer if I go to sleep, so I must stay awake. I must stay awake and probably not go to sleep till 10. From there I'll have class till probably 1:30. then I'll have an opportunity to sleep because I have a class at 4:30 which gives me a good amount of time to sleep so I'll be doing that so no sleep for the restless mainly because they can't sleep not because they have anything to do actually I do have a project that I just do in 4 days that I have not started working on which is a lot of work and which is probably contributing to the absolute miserable state of mind that I'm currently in <laughs> so I got to work on that and I and I hope you know inshallah I start working on it directly after this recording halts but yeah I want to make it a reality that's the thing I think if I were to um self diagnose without using Sheikh Google you know 
the big man Google because Google's going to tell me that I'm dying and Bing's going to tell me to just off myself. So I'm not going to rely on a, uh, the search engines to tell me what's going on with me. I'm going to rely on me understanding me. And I would say is uh, I, I want to make something. I want to make something. The reason I became a software engineer, <laughs> I said it as if I would become one. The reason I'm studying to become one, I should say, is because I've always dreamt of when I'm in this exact state of mind, when I'm feeling these exact emotions, that I'm able to just sit the fuck up. Yes, sit the fuck up because I'm sitting on a chair. So stop slouching, sit up properly, open your code editor and fucking get to work. Make your dream a reality. That, that was always my goal. That was always my ambition. That was always my dream. That's always the thing that I've wanted to be able to do. Be a doer. So there are many sayers in the world. There are equally, if not more naysayers. But there's only a few that do. And being part of that select few that actually get up off of their asses and make something. Was something that I absolutely valued and still value to this day. I'm always mesmerized by even like artists who are able to draw such wonderful, magnificent, gorgeous drawings from a blank white canvas. Fucking beautiful. Amazing. You know, take nothing to something. That's life. And it's, it's, it's something that I've always longed to be able to do. That's why I'm in this technical field. I, in all sense of the world, of word, excuse me, I'm probably more on the creative side of things than the technical side of things, you know? So, if I were to say, hey, a, characterize yourself as a artsy type of guy or a coding mathematical type of guy I'd probably be the artsy type of guy but again my ambitions lay elsewhere and if you're truly passionate about something just because my nature does is not conducive to what I'm studying does not mean that I cannot be passionate about it does not mean that I cannot love what I'm wanting to do I love it and I'm gonna keep going at it keep trying at it no matter how much I suck no matter how much I'm behind my target I'm going to keep going at it, keep getting it, keep chasing it till I make it. And inshallah, I'm going to make it. Faith. Faith. Faith is an important thing that gets downplayed these days. In these scenarios, faith is one of the strongest tools you can have in your toolbox. Because you're up against all odds, yet you're still going in. If I were to tell you, step out of your room, there's a 98% chance that someone's going to smack the living shit out of you. Would you step out of your room? The answer is no. But these people that start startups gladly would put years of their life down the drain just to take that 2% chance that they will succeed. Thousands upon thousands of their hard-earned money. Years of hard work and dedication. 
while all the odds are stacked up against you. Some gladiator type of shit with way lower odds because it's 1v1, you know? This shit is like 98%, at least that is like 50-50, you know? Of course, not accounting for skill of your opponent and so on, but you know, we don't need to get into all of that. <sighs> it's just, I'm, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. It's like, you want your plant to go from a seed to a tree in a span of a day. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm being unrealistic. I'm being naive. I'm in a rush. I need to calm down. Take a deep breath. And just slowly analyze what I'm doing and just go step by step. I'm in this um quote-unquote idea accelerator in my university where they ask you, you know, they try to prod and pick and just, you know, push you around, test your idea, see how dedicated you are to it shit on it if it's shit type of thing I don't know I don't know if it's doing me well I hope it does I I just mm, with what I'm doing I'm also probably spreading myself too thin but I never believed in that theory because let's say I woke up with 8 hours a day to uh, like to realistically do everything I need to do. If I were to manage my time properly, so spend 45 minutes on a podcast, take a 15 minute break, spend two hours studying, take a 30 minute break, uh, spend 30 minutes making YouTube videos, take a 20 minute break. If you do the math, I still have like still like four hours to go or something like that. I have plenty of time. It's just time management is not something that a lot of people are good at. In fact, it is something that we are so horribly garbage in. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I think that's the reason that people feel that there's a lot on their plate. It's because instead of eating in portions throughout the day, they put it all at one time and expect to get done with it right now. I spent seven hours doing absolutely nothing in this one hour. I want to make my 45-minute episode podcast. I want to work on my school stuff. I want to make my YouTube videos. I want to work on my startup take. I want to do tuck, 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 tuck. You know what I'm saying? It's unrealistic. It is foolish to think that you could be that efficient. It would be fucking impossible because the fucking podcast takes 45 minutes. Yeah, But there's fools that believe they could do so. I'm fools. Nice to meet you. <laughs> no, I'm not, I really not. I'm blank. And I don't do that. In fact, I'm a lot more terrible. I don't do anything. I don't do anything. I don't work on the things that don't fire me up. The reason I work hours upon hours on this startup stuff is because it truly lights a fire under me. In fact, my body's really fucking hot right now. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding as well. I'm fucking burning up. 
It's because I'm fucking overthinking shit. Your brain truly is your engine. And it's fucking with me. And my head is hot. I'm feeling hot all over. So, I gotta calm down. We group. And I hope a lot of you guys calm down too. Because I'm not unique. I'm not unique. A lot of people think they're unique. A lot of people think that they're the one. A lot of people think that, hey, what is it? 98% failure? I'm going to be the 2%. Matter of fact, I'm going to be the 1% that trumps all the 2%. Matter of fact, I'll be the 1% that trumps the 1%. You know, people people are unrealistic that way. But it's it's such basic human nature that at this point, it's useless to speak against or advise against because no matter what like even in the squid games right if you go online you see a lot of people be like yeah i'm built different i could have yada 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 yeah I, first of all i'd say 95 percent of what would have been yeeted in the first game you know red light green light but that's just my opinion even if you were smart enough not to move some goofball would bump into you causing you to move and get fucking clap. It is what it is. But, but yeah. If we're being realistic. Will this change anything? No. I probably still keep. Being me. For better or worse. Is it at least. Good for the moment? Yes. Say it's a band-aid. There's a cut the size of a fucking kitchen knife in my chest but I put a band-aid on it so you know for the moment I feel like I've helped myself when I really didn't but, but you know I'm still appreciative of this because it really does take my mind off of how I'm feeling being able to vocalize things in a way is like flushing the shit from your brain and out of your mouth basically and directly saying that i'm talking shit (laughs) but it really isn't it's only shit if you hold it in your brain for too long because it just festers and fucks up your whole brain and your whole day and your whole week and eventually your whole month which then goes to two and three and six and twelve and your whole year is ruined because you held it in for too long so talk talk lady talk man talk to someone whether that someone is even yourself speaking into a microphone looking at your recording software do it it helps every little bit helps trust me it really does and it's just i don't know the best cure for this in my opinion would probably mean because currently i'd say where we are yeah i should talk about that yeah so currently it's in the uh market validation type stage because if you didn't know you know you should not make something that people don't want and the blessing of today's internet is you don't have to actually make it fully as in 100% make what you exactly had in mind from top to bottom send it out into the world for it to absolutely get shat on and People just say, hey, we don't need this shit. How the fuck did he make this? Luckily, in this day and age, we could validate our idea, basically going out to people or making, as I've done, 
a simple mock prototype, which is a design prototype, and recording you interacting with that prototype, creating a survey, as I've done, using a couple of unbiased questions, at least as unbiased as you could be, you know, and ask people, hey, what was your experiences on dating applications? What did you like and what didn't you like? Uh, how would you like an application that is such and such? After watching a video of this application, would you be interested in downloading it? I, you said yes? I then put your money where your mouth is and leave that email behind, bro. And then from there, you can actually gauge, hey, this person's interested, this person's not interested. And based off of the data you've collected, you can make an educated, keyword on educated decision, which is, hey, I am all for making this application now because I have conducted a survey that included 50 plus responses and I've implemented features that I've deemed necessary according to the feedback that I've got and I still believe that my application according to my survey according to the responses is something that will truly help people out there. And currently I'm in that phase because I came up with the idea, went to the idea accelerator, was told, buddy, uh, your old ways of doing things does not work, right? And, and, and credit to them. That is true. Uh, the lean startup, right? Eric Reese, if I remember correctly, who was the CTO at IMVU, spent six months creating an 3D game that integrated your instant messaging apps like MSN, back in the day, MSN, AOL, you know, for those in America, and so on, right? So, not only those, but also about a dozen or so. It spent six months doing that. The moment that he released the, uh, the game, he got no downloads, got no traction. And when he was asked, or when he was shocked by this, he basically started to interview customers and what they told him was buddy we don't want to connect our instant messaging services with a game that could be trash you're trying to fuck up our internet cred buddy and he was like fuck i spent six months doing absolutely nothing because people dislike the feature that took me six months in developing so that told him fuck i could have made one instant messaging connection instead of 12 I could have put it out, which by the way is called the minimal viable product. So as little as you could do, but still remaining true to your idea. Right? You get what I'm trying to say? Let's it's basically like you want to build a car. You put on four tires, body, a fucking seat, a steering wheel, pedals, and a speedometer. That's it. You get what I'm trying to say? As basic as it could be, as long as it lives up to what you truly want it to be out there. And that's how we came up with the idea of minimal viable product. And that's what a lot of people rely on these, this day and age. You put out as small a thing as you could, which takes the minimal amount of work, while still holding true to what you want to develop in the end, and what you want to put out into the world as a fully-fledged product. I'm currently at that stage. And... You know, I'm 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 bitter that I can't develop my own MVP. 
especially being a software engineering student. But I tend to find myself a lot more attracted to the business side of things, to the hustling side of things, to the marketing, the promoting, the sales side of things. And I feel like I'm very good at that. And I am going to get this application to at least a thousand users, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. So when I say that, it's not like I'm throwing out a small, pathetic number out there. But you have to have confidence in what you do. You have to have courage in what you do. And I would love a technical co-founder that's as passionate as me when it comes to this. So people of the world that are listening to this, make sure to DM me on Twitter if you're interested. I would absolutely love to hear from you. As I've said, I am open to any and everybody. Just be over 20 years old. Ideally, the perfect candidate would be 20 to 25, 20 to 30 even. But if you're an older lady or gentleman who's actually interested in this, interested in working with a soon-to-be 21-year-old college software engineering student, then more power to you. I welcome you also. It would be a pleasure to speak with you. But ladies and gentlemen, we're nearing the end of our podcast. I absolutely enjoyed it. And yeah, it's been fun. But as I was saying earlier, I'm currently in the MVP stage. And I really want to I really get this going by November. Sometime this time in November. So beginning to mid-November, I'd love to have an MVP out. I've already made the designs on Framer. If any of you are aware of the Framer website, it's a pretty slick and useful tool. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of applications these days, especially Canva. They they deserve all the success in the world. They, they, they're like Photoshop for absolute imbeciles. And I am one of those imbeciles. And they make it so simple, so easy, so intuitive. I love those. I love I love those applications they really make a difference and i would love to one day make a difference as well because that's what matters at the end of the day if you may if you set sale expecting to get rich i don't think you'll get that far you will get somewhere probably farther than you were at in the beginning but not as far as you could if you set out there for what i believe is the right reason which is creating something that people want. Because at the end of the day, that and generating a fuck ton of revenue go hand in hand. If you make something that people want, something that people need, something that's going to make people's lives a lot better with it than without it, you will make your money one way or the other. You will make your money. So, yeah, I mean, I hope sincerely within the next three to five hopefully three episodes after this one i'm able to announce its launch and i'm able to have you ladies and gentlemen the listeners of the solo podcast as my first users it will be an absolute pleasure it will be an absolute honor and i would love it because it truly helps people. It truly helps people because the dating the dating space is not one where you'd expect any safe spaces in it. It's one where you're constantly being judged for the way you look. It's one where 
your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-image is absolutely destroyed by not having matches, by not having connections. Imagine you thinking that you're a fairly handsome guy. You end up downloading a Tinder, and after two months, you only have two matches. After swiping right on a bajillion people. Hey, that would crush you. That would absolutely crush you. And you might be, like, you may be the best person, the sweetest guy, sweetest soul. But because your picture isn't the best, a picture that may not even capture you in your best light. Because you're not that savvy when it comes to taking pictures or angles or lighting. You get passed up on and absolutely put down for no reason. It sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. And that's something that I'm trying to combat with blind spot, because everybody's descriptions is gonna be unique. But at the end of the day, you're gonna like them because you like them. You like that they're interested in the same hobbies as you, the same books as you. The the description is very eye catchy. It's very interesting. It shows you a lot about them. You can connect from there, and you could actually build up a good amount of information in fifty texts or so. So you get a first impression of them, and then you can decide the power is in your hands who has the privilege of seeing you. And I think that is absolutely amazing. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And yeah, I hope I'm able to bring it to life soon. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. It has been an absolute pleasure of mine conducting this podcast. It's currently 429 soon to be 4.30. I love each and every single one of you, and I will speak to you later. See ya. Bye-bye.